and welcome to episode five of the podcast Huga in the Early Years. My name's Kimberly, and I'm founder of Casey Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training, and support. With all the work that I try to do, I'm focused on empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by promoting their own self-care and well-being. So Thank you very much for joining in today's podcast. I can't believe that we're on to episode number five already. Um, and as I'm recording this, I have just received another five-star review over on iTunes. So thank you so much if that was you. And I really do appreciate it. If you haven't left me a review yet, then please think honestly about what you'd like to pop. Um, because it really does inform the sessions that I'm doing and it allows me to know that you're listening out there and I'm not just talking to the computer. So thank you very much. I really do appreciate your time to do that. So today's theme of the podcast is going to be all about keeping life simple and I'm going to tell you about how I went a little bit off track this week and um yeah what happens when we're not really aligned with our vision so hopefully this is going to help you as well and reflect on the types of ways that you can live a simple life and also some strategies and ideas of things that you can do with the children so that you can really support that next generation to live a more carefree life as well so let's get stuck in so for those of you that have been following me on Instagram and Facebook for a little while now, you'll know that I've been having a few difficulties with my car. So I got back from my holiday um, to Finland, went to start my car, which was on my drive, and the car wouldn't start. The battery had gone flat, which I know is quite common when you leave a car for a week or so. Um, you know, especially in the middle of winter, it can happen. So that was like my first problem that I experienced. And the thing was, we were moving house at the time. In fact, we were completing that, that sort of week. So I was really worried that my car was going to remain stuck on the driveway and I was going to sell the house with the car included, which wouldn't have been ideal. Um, anyway, we managed to get it started. I had a really good friend that could come round and he used his jump leads to try and start the battery, but that didn't work. So we took the battery out, took it round to his house, plugged it into some device he had, and it, it started to work again. So we did get the car moved and we got moved house okay. So that was all good. But then I was looking after my godchildren earlier this week and we'd had a really lovely afternoon together, done lots of playing, cooked tea, done bath time, which I really, really loved, and then popped them to bed. And as their parents arrived back home and I got in my car, which was parked on their drive, I put my gear stick into reverse and it just wasn't happening. The car was just telling me, uh, no, this is just not going to work today. So I panicked and I ran back inside and asked for their help. Um, and yeah, after a few attempts, we did manage to get the car back working. Um, but it would seem that the gearbox has now failed on, on my car. So yeah, I think it's about time that I look at changing my car. So Matt, who is super organized, had 
um, got some car brochures downloaded. He'd got um, a spreadsheet on the go, comparing different types of makes and models. And we were getting quite excited at the thought of getting a new car. We were looking at prices of them and thinking, oh, actually, we could afford this car, which was um, a lot bigger, a lot faster, and, you know, a lot newer than the cars that we'd had before in the past. And for a moment, well, quite a long moment, actually, we planned on getting this one particular type of car. And I thought it would be great. Um, yeah, got, got really kind of carried away with the whole idea of it. Um, and so we planned for this weekend to go to the car garage and buy this car. So that was what my mind was set on. And it was still set on it this morning until I visited my grandma's old house. And I was in the garden, tidying a few things up, getting the house ready to put on the market. And I saw she had some beautiful flowers growing. And I thought, oh, they look lovely in a little jam jar vase over on my windowsill. So as I was collecting the flowers, I suddenly was just sort of whisked back in time to the, to the moments that me and my grandma would spend together in the garden. The lovely times that we would be working away, planting spring bulbs. I would be helping her do some of the weeding. She'd often be laughing away at me because I would be um, picking up things that were definitely not weeds and were plants growing but she was so patient and we were just creating so many memories and I thought do you know what picking these flowers from her garden has given me so much joy today and it's made me feel quite nostalgic as well and it really kind of reminded me to reflect on what I wanted again in life and I think I'd got a bit carried away at the thought of getting a new car this week. I think I'd got sort of um, carried away with all the excitement and just thinking that that was what I wanted, a, a big expensive car, when actually that couldn't be further away from what I truly want in life. Um, you know, I'm not a showy-offy person, well at least I try and not be, um, and I don't like material things to bring me happiness. But I think I did get sort of lost a little bit in this and spending time in the garden, finding joy and excitement in the things that I do like, like the flowers, reminded me that simplicity is what I'm really striving for. It's on my vision board, which I do look at every day. And it just sort of um, came into my mind again that what I want to be investing my money into is things that are going to bring me greater joy later on in life. Things that maybe create memories and experiences. So by using my money to buy things like plants for the garden, which I can look at and admire, I can cut the flowers to put into vases in my house. It can remind me of the lovely precious moments I spent with my grandma, who was a very keen gardener. And that's that's what's important to me and when I thought back to my own childhood I thought did I do I remember what kind of car my grandparents drove me around in do I remember the toys that they bought me for that Christmas or that birthday no I don't but I do remember that lovely moment of working in the garden and planting those bulbs and 
laughing away as we picked up worms and threw them over the, the neighbor's fence into their garden. Um, they were the things that I hold on to and they were the moments that matter. So I sent Matt a text message and I said, do you know what? I think we need to just put a hold on, on the car purchase for the time being. Let's do a little bit more research. Yes, I definitely need a new car because I do quite a bit of traveling and it's just not possible for me to always rely on public transport or walking around. So yeah, we do need a new car. But do we need that all singing, all dancing, big expensive car that everybody seems to be driving as well at the moment? No, we don't. So we're going to go back to the drawing board and look at a happy medium, I think. So I'd never thought about sharing this podcast with you. It was never an idea that I had for my podcasts, but it just seemed to come to me quite naturally today. And so I just thought, do you know what? this is what we're going to talk about. Because if I'm feeling it, you're perhaps feeling it as well. So I went back to thinking about some of the other things that we can do so that we can live a more simple life. And I guess it's being more in that moment again and recognizing the fact that you're happy and grateful for what you've got now. I guess I was getting into that... Um, sort of way of thinking again, where I was like, oh, well, if I buy a new car, I'm going to be happy in May when it arrives. Or if I book that holiday, I'm going to be really happy when I go on holiday. But instead, I need to switch that thinking around and I need to be thinking, no, I'm going to pause and think about what I appreciate right now and take that moment to appreciate it and think about my gratefulness. Um, and I'm not wish wishing away my time then as well. So that's one of the things you might want to try. Another thing is ask yourself why you do the things that you do. And if you have trouble coming up with a really meaningful answer or a reason, then chances are you probably shouldn't really do it. So for instance, I have a personal Instagram account. And on there, I've only got my friends and my family. And I used to find myself in the past um, posting loads of different things onto my Instagram account. I'd be adding people that I knew, but they weren't really my friends or even like work colleagues. And I used to think, oh, do you know what is great? I've got so many friends on here and I love logging in and sharing things. Um, and then I find that I would become quite um, observant of the things that other people were doing as well, that I was seeing on Instagram and I'd focus on them. And actually, they weren't, a lot of the people on there were not really my true friends. And I thought, what is the purpose of me actually putting this thing onto Instagram? Because the people that I really spend time with, like my family, they know that I'm I'm going on holiday or they know that I've had a really lovely meal out because I've sat down and I've chatted with them and we've shared that experience. Is it important for me to share that with the whole world? So I guess it's just spending that time to be really clear on why you do things and what you do them for. And if there's a true purpose behind it, ask yourself, how can you do it better as well? So that's, that's just another quick tip.
Um, another thing that I have been guilty of in the past is focusing and worrying about how other people live their life. Um, and when we're using Instagram and Facebook, we often do become quite consumed in, in creating that image as well of ourselves and almost trying to keep up with the Joneses, um, thinking about if you go on holiday, trying to get that cool Instagram photo. When I went to Niagara Falls last year, Matt and I were so aware that the majority of people on the boat um, with us, as we were kind of floating around Niagara Falls, were so busy capturing this moment on video or through photos and selfies that they were actually not in that moment and they were missing the entire the entire experience of it um, and it's just considering how you are living in that particular way and being in tune to when you are living in the moment and not trying to capture every little aspect of it so yeah, have a think about how you're trying to capture your life and do you really need to do that? Is it really purposeful? Next, take time to rest and unwind and you know, just relax and just chill because we all need downtime and we need quieter times of the day so that we can just reflect on what we want and give our brain some time to just relax as well. Um, because when we're busy all of the time, we don't allow ourselves to have the opportunity to think imaginatively or think creatively. We're very keen to fill every moment of our day with a very busy schedule. So let's just peel things back a little bit and make things um, a lot more um, free and give ourselves time to just relax. Okay, one of the next steps is thinking about having an act of kindness every day. So living a simple life also can involve being helpful, taking kind steps, so that you're just spreading that little bit of love with others. And it might be as simple as holding a door open for somebody. It could be that you're helping somebody with a heavy bag of shopping if you see them struggling. But every day, just think to yourself, have I done a really random act of kindness today? Have I helped somebody? Have I given back? Um, and I think I'm going to have some future podcasts looking at kindness in a lot more detail for you. But yeah, just thinking about kindness. Okay, next tip, learning to say no. So we can't do everything. We can't say yes. We can't always be that people pleaser. So it's important that you think about prioritizing the activities and the way that you want to spend your time so that you're getting enjoyment and joy out of it and you're doing the things that you need to do. But then if others come and ask you to do other things, you have got the confidence in you to say no. Next, do you ever find that you're spending huge amounts of your day looking at things like junk mail that you're no longer interested in so you're getting emails from companies that you might have bought a jumper from two years ago but you're not bothered about them anymore so instead maybe spend one hour today unsubscribing from all that junk mail that you're no longer bothered about and then you're not having to waste time each day reading messages or even deleting that mail 
and instead you can spend your time doing something that you'd rather be doing. And then the last tip that I'm going to offer today for a simple life is if you are feeling stressed out about something or you're worrying about something that happened in the past um, and you can't really get it out of your mind, I want you to do that 10 year test. So ask yourself, will this matter in one year, five years or 10 years? And if it won't, you need to just stop stressing about it. So for me, buying that car that expensive, big, luxurious car, I thought to myself, right, in 10 years time, am I even going to remember that car? Am I going to be thinking, right, I've got wonderful memories in it? And if not, stop thinking about it. It's not worth it. So yeah, that's, that's quite a handy tip that I try to use. I use it as well if something has gone wrong. Um, and I can't stop thinking about it. I just think, right, am I going to be worrying about that in 10 years time? Is it going to have affected me? Likely chances is that it won't. So how do we pass on our love for simplicity onto our next generation? Well, we can do simple things like showing to children that we don't need to spend lots of money on toys and resources. We don't need to have lots of something to be happy. We can actually have more open-ended toys and resources. We can have less of them, rotate them to show that we don't need stuff. We don't need that materialistic way of being happy. When we're doing our planning, we can build in times for quietness, for pause, to go outside, lay under a tree, so that children have got that freedom in the day. They have got that chance to just have mentally quiet time. And when it comes to your planning, it's thinking about how we can go more in the moment with our planning and recognize the fact that the children can take the lead through looking at their fascinations and what enchants them and planning in the learning as a response to this. And through the Hugo and Early Years accreditation, we look at planning and we look at how we can create some planning structures that allow us to really slow things down. Um, when I was working in Bradford, I had a group of children that were absolutely fascinated in knowing about milk, thinking about where milk came from, how it made its way to the supermarket, and the ways we could use milk within our cooking and our daily routine. And for me as a teacher, it would have been very tempting to just think, right, we've visited a farm now. The children have seen that the milk can come from the cow. That's it. We finished it. But actually, I needed to appreciate that children are seeing and experiencing the world for the very first time. And in order for them to understand it fully and gain that holistic picture on their learning, they really need to experience it through all of their senses. And that as a teacher, I need to let go of that guiltiness of moving things on far too quickly, you know, almost using that tick box approach to learning. So instead, I let their curiosity lead the way that we learnt. And we slowed things down and we investigated milk through... Um, colour mixing by adding food colouring into the milk and exploring as the colours merge together 
and we painted with that. We looked at what happened when milk went off and we didn't leave it in the fridge, the way it smelt, um, which you know, was really not a very pleasant experience, but it's one the children are going to remember and one that they can learn from. We looked at the way we can use milk in our cooking. We looked at how we can make yogurts and cheese. We visited the supermarket. We looked into recycling milk bottles. And this project of work, which was completely child-led, went on for about two months. Now, you're probably thinking, gosh, how do you let that just go on for so long? But when I was reflecting on it at the end of each day and evaluating where we'd come and where we were going, I could see that through doing it and slowing the learning down, we were actually meeting every area of the early years curriculum. So I had high levels of engagement from the children because it was relevant to them. And I was also able to meet every area of the curriculum. So it was showing me that slowing children's learning down is really beneficial. And as I've said, we talk in a lot more detail about this over in the Who Going Early Years accreditation. So that brings me to the end of today's podcast. And hopefully you'll find that when you slow things down and bring back that simplicity into your life, you really are more tuned into that moment again. And you're living more of that Huga lifestyle, which we talk about. So thank you very much for listening. I can see that my cat, Jasper, is sunbathing on the living room lounge. He's found a patch of sunlight. He's laid on his back and his tummy just looks so cute. I'm going to go and give him some attention now. So thank you again for listening. If you'd like to leave me an honest review over on iTunes, I would love that and I would be so thankful for it. And if you've got any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. Bye.